I'm Jakob Woigt, the CEO of Catalytic, and this is Unbundled Boost, a series specifically created to boost businesses in South Africa by letting passionate and committed business people share their stories. In this episode, we're talking about technical marketing. We're chatting about digital strategy, digital marketing, content creation, and much, much more, all aimed at transforming brands and growing businesses. I'm joined by Slide and Berile from Nerdway. Guys, welcome. Thank you. Thank Thanks, Jakub. So we always start the show by just uh, telling us a little bit about how we got to where we are. All right. Cool. Yeah, so I'll jump in there. Hi. Um, yeah, so Nerdware is a young company. Um, started in 2017. Um, you know, BE Level 1 company, um, majority female um, staff complement. Um, it's also um, 100% female owned, um, which also just makes that you know, one of the bragging rights that we do have um, as a business. Um, we started off as a software development business, and then a few okay. years later, um, decided to branch off into um, digital marketing. Um, so now we are a full-service digital agency. So we provide um, digital marketing strategies, creative, so full-on campaigns. On top of that, um, the back backed up by the technologies that we build um, in-house as well. So, yeah, that's, that's nowhere in a nutshell. And and each of you, how did you end up at Nerdway? <laughs> <laughs> By chance. <laughs> um, well, I'm a digital strategist at Nerdway, the lead digital strategist. Well, I mean, I've been in digital marketing my almost entire career. I love digital, absolutely passionate about it. Came across Nerdway when I was hungry for more, um, hungry for a business that's going to grow me as um, an industry expert, as, um, well, a career woman as well, and as a digital strategist. So that's how I came into contact with Nerdway. So, yeah, it's just been a ride since then. That's why she's here for the interview as well. <laughs> <laughs> Could, couldn't, couldn't brag about a 100% business owned, female business owned without, without a female, female in the interview, can we? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, I was, sure. So, Nerdware, like I said, you know, was a software business before, right? So I was part of that software business some time ago, left 2016 to explore other opportunities, um, which then brought me back, um, to Nerdware, um, and hence, you know, the whole sort of agency sort of model that came in, um, which is essentially where I was garnering a lot of experience within the industry. Um, and that's essentially how I got back into, into the business. And we've started bringing on a lot of other agency gurus into the team. And that's essentially how we've started growing. And yeah, it's been, it's been going upward from, mm. from the last year or two. I think just as COVID kicked in, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And was that, was that a difficult period or was it a good period? So it depends on how you look at it, right? Um, obviously when the president shut the country down for that 21 day period, everyone panicked, right? So, um, it's, it was literally almost dead. Um, most clients started pulling their budgets. If I mean, if a client didn't pull their budget, they were extremely brave. Um, but a month in, two months in, they started seeing that there's an actually a need to continue their marketing because you know online sales actually started becoming a thing. So we've got a couple of you know clients who actually saw the revolution in terms of um, that sort of uh, side of things. Um, we all know that in South Africa, you know, there was a very slow adoption. Of the e-commerce sort of model, yes. Um, you see a lot of these online companies and and platforms and you sort of e-commerce um, platforms popping up now nowadays because now people are brave. Things changed a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's it's changed. COVID has actually done a good thing for those sort of small businesses. A lot of small businesses as well are getting braver in that sort of aspect. 
um, with regards to sort of doing online sales and, and, and the like, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about uh, the, in fact, I wanted to you now just talk about the, the list of services that you do, but maybe let's go back to the strategy part. When you, when you start engaging a customer, how do you, how do you sort of work out what, what they need and how you're going to deliver it? So it's basically asking them. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Um, a lot of people, I think with strategy, a lot of people like to complicate it, but it's extremely simple. You have to have a good strategy is a simple strategy. So firstly, you start asking them, what is it that they need? What is it that they're struggling with and what can we help with? And then from there on, you are determining who their audience is, understanding exactly what their audience wants to hear from them and what their audience wants to say to them. So by understanding that already, you kind of, you've got your base level or your formula already. So, so would you do that typically in sort of like a workshop type engagement or? I mean, even if it's not as formal as you would probably think, you know, I mean, clients are human beings as well. It's, you could be my client. I mean, if Slide and I weren't working together, you could be That's, my that's part of the reason why I asked the question because I never know what I want. That's why. Yeah. Like. So it's just a matter of, um, yeah, having a conversation. I mean, clients also sometimes, most of the time, don't know what they need. So as the strategist or as the, let's say, the digital custodians, we kind of have to figure it out. And we do have a formula to do that. I guess it's just conversational from a strategy aspect, okay. asking the right questions, understanding exactly where they are struggling to find their actual niche or, or they need. Um, and then from there on, then you can actually determine it. And from there onwards, then you, you go with your strategy steps, finding the audience, what content they're into, um, how to sell it to them, how to speak to them, what platforms they're on. So there's so many steps to strategy, but at the end of the day, like I just said, you have to keep it simple. You know, you have to keep it okay. simple. Especially with your clients Because I mean It is nerve wracking Especially let's say um, We encounter a small business That really wants to grow I mean they're nervous They don't know where to start They don't know what to do they, they, They've got all this budget And like like you said um, Like Sly said A lot of them are afraid You know I mean they don't want to just put their budget um, Towards anything that they don't know about So it's just kind of uncovering that And, and keeping them at ease And just showing them That you know what you're doing You know So yeah I guess I guess that's how you 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 start with with your clients, and then from a nerdway perspective, who who um, is your target audience? What type of customers are you? Well, yeah. So at, at the after, yeah. So at the moment, we are you know on a big you know SMME drive. Okay. Um, if we if we get the odd blue chip coming in saying come and pitch, great. We 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 jump with it. Well, I I personally like that because I think that's probably where the biggest uh, gap. Experience or skills gap is if you want to call mm-hmm. it. Hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a strong, heavy SMME drive at, at the moment, um, and and yeah, that's that's pretty and, much. The and then you guys talk about this. Um, let's call it digital transformation in this SMME space. Mm-hmm. What would you say? Um, how do we can we can we say what's the percentage that that is sort of digitally where they need to be from a technical marketing perspective or are there still lots of room for growth? There's definitely still lots of room for growth. Um, definitely. Um, you'll find that um, it's it's also, I think, the way the businesses are run. Um, there's a whole, there's a lack of funding for the smaller businesses. Yes. Um, so once that sort of comes into play, then I think the growth will typically just fall in. Fall in. Well, I, I guess it's, I guess it's um, to understand where where they spending uh, their current 
call it marketing efforts. Mm. But then it's also for me, and I mean, I've, uh, I, I'll use myself as a, as a guinea pig example <laughs> in this scenario now. Yeah. When we, when we start talking about all of this digital terms and stuff like that, it's very, it's very hard for me to understand if I, uh, Put this much money into into this campaign or effort or whatever. How do I, uh, you, you know, how will I realize the value that I want to see out of that? And I think that's probably where that expectation component is 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 very difficult because, um, you know, sometimes uh, that organic time that you have, you've got to be patient, right? Correct. Yeah. No. No. It, it is. It is a very um, patient sort of experience that you need to encounter. Um, particularly if you're starting, right? So if you've been doing it, you know, very passively, it, you've probably garnered an audience that is probably responsive to your stuff, right? But, um, if you're starting, you need to sort of spend that time, um, to actually garner that sort of audience that is engaging with, with your sort of, uh, material. And, and do you find that, um, is there, is there lots of competition in this, in this, uh, technical marketing space. So, and the reason why I ask the question is, if, is if, I, if I take um, catalytics industry, there's obviously lots of competition. So it's very hard for for the end customer to to cut through all of the noise and understand exactly what it is that they that they're getting. So sometimes, as an industry, it creates problems for itself mm-hmm. by doing a smooth sales pitch or, or whatever, and then the expectations are just. Mm. Yeah, I mean, so you find it, it is it is competitive in in very different sort of. Avenues because you find that there's there's people that are doing niche things. So you'll find social media specialists or email specialists or web site specialists and app specialists and the like. So it's yeah, it's it's, it's extremely competitive because of the little little. So there's a lot of noise. There's, there's, yeah, there is definitely a lot of noise. Yeah. So so if I'm now this SMME business owner and I know. My, my example that I always use is uh, I've got an accounting firm in Centurion, uh, <laughs> as sad as that sounds, but uh, anyway, and then with a branch in Durban in Cape Town, and I now decide, okay, well, you know, we're going on into this digital world because everybody's sort of, I have to do it. How do I, where do I start? How do I know what I need? Yeah, with that, it's it's not a one-size-fits-all, hey? Um, digital is very fluid. Um, and also kind of circling back to how do you measure the success? Um, a lot of mistakes that people make is that they want to measure the digital success the same way that you do with traditional marketing. And then that's where you completely fail, you know? They want to measure return on investment exactly the same way that they would saying with, with traditional marketing, you know? So understanding exactly what metrics there are or what success looks like on digital, that's where you actually start. And then you can actually measure that accurate um, metrics or let's say objectives that you're looking to achieve on digital. And then that's how you, you would, you would say maybe perhaps you, you're successful in that. So with the Centurion um, accounting firm, it's not the first time I've heard that example, actually. <laughs> I don't know. Like everybody always asks that. Um, but um, with that, if you're looking to cut through the noise, I mean, like I said, it's not a one size fits all. It would have to be a thing of understanding the business strategy at at its core, you know, understanding what you are trying to achieve with the, your clients. What are you trying to get? Are you trying to get more clients for specific service? 
in your 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 organization or is it a matter of just being out there and creating awareness for your brand so there's a lot of steps that you start with and that's also going back to understanding what the client actually needs and then if you as a client don't really know what you need then it's us as the digital custodians to work with your marketing department internally and see exactly what is the business plan you know understanding it from a business strategy perspective and then translating it into digital and that's how you cut through the noise um so it's not trying to be uh, uh, like everybody else uh, You're not going to win like that on digital um, Like you said yourself The noise is too much um, To cut through You have to actually understand Exactly what your objectives objectives are Who your audience is And then that's how we get to it And it, uh, to me You know like Always when I hear digital marketing I'm mm. gonna, don't, don't attack me Or fall <laughs> on the floor now Like uh, the Beautiful. first thing that comes to mind Is everybody goes uh, Search engine optimization yep. You know yep. We're going to go AdWords Yep You've, you've, you've already gone a lot fancier, you know. Yeah, actually, <laughs> actually, because a lot of people out there don't know what ad. even yeah SEO. It, yeah. it stops. It, well, it stops. It usually stops at SEO. Actually, mm. um, AdWords becomes, you know, what 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 is that mm. type of thing? Oh, I thought it's the same thing. I was just using the same term. <laughs> no, no, two two totally different things. Two totally different things. <laughs> I'm absolutely loving this. <laughs> So what is the difference, slide? Um, well, so SEO literally um, speaks to your search engine optimization, which talks a lot more to your organic traffic um, and where you appear on search, right? So obviously anyone who's online wants to appear first, right? AdWords is paid. Mm. Okay. So you can pay top dollar to be at number one. So if you've got the budget... You always appear top. But to mm. me, that's also coming back to that uh, not the one-size-fits-all mm. scenario. Mm. I think if you're in retail or something like that, you know, being number one there um, is important. But, you know, like, again, now if I take our industry, um, uh, there, there, there is a bit of, um, you know, sort of technical hand-holding and, mm. and consult the consultative services that we need to – we need to take the customer on a journey and mm. – um, and, and and sometimes for me, if you like, if we, if I had to say, okay, where does Catalytic sit on in terms of a search engine? Mm. You know, when people, uh, I don't know, Google, yeah. ISP service, or I go like, I don't really know if being first is going to help me. Because mm. the customer, well, the, the other thing is the market is. Ch- Change so quickly, mm. you know. Customers, uh, um, my wife always talks about Doctor Google. Google, mm. you know, like yeah. so a lot of the times, the, the the customer is so experienced that uh, by the time you, you know they they might end up googling us, mm. but then they already know what it is that they, that they want, you know. So, and in and in the technology is is fast moving, and I think that's something that you guys also refer to yeah. is to keep up. I mean, now they've got this all of this chat CPG and mm. like, <laughs> yeah, not CPG, but <laughs> GPT, 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 <laughs> chat <see>. GPT, <laughs> yeah. No, but at least, at least you know there's something. It's fine. Yeah. When, when you now search for it, it's going to. <laughs> <It's> gonna... <laughs> see, I'm still on the, I'm still on the old school way. You know, like I like to sit face to face. Yeah, and have a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's happening? Yeah. But I mean, mm. so is, is something like that a, a threat to to a business like yours? I mean, can can I go to a to an AI engine and say write a digital strategy for me? So this chat sort of excites me now because um, as 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 an agency. This AI can actually enhance our services, right? Okay. And it'll also then save 
the client on money. Because the amount of time that Abarele would need to spend putting a report together, the AI is going to do it. She's just going to have to prompt it to do certain things. And all it does is populate the template. And and that prompting component, that's where the, the skill and experience still come in. Correct. Yeah. Like yeah. you've got to ask it the right questions. Yeah, the human Correct. intervention. Yeah. 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 So the time spent for Marela to spend – so if Marela spent 16 hours doing a report, she literally now spends half an hour just putting those prompts together. You're saving on a lot of money because mm-hmm. she's expensive. So, um, so do you, if you if you had to look and say in the last two or three years, what's changed in this in this technical marketing Oof, industry? Where do we even start? <laughs> what's changed yesterday? <laughs> you know, that's how that's how agile this um, industry is. Um, everything changes absolutely every single day. You know, um, I think. Either the most noticeable one or the one that excites me the most is your wearable technology and how marketers are using that now. You know, I guess um, the one big thing that we're all looking to do as um, strategists or marketers in the digital space is understanding our consumers to the core, how they feel in that moment, what they want in that moment and how they want to get it in that moment, you know, and now all of these tech, um, I guess wearable tech, um, as we can call it, is allowing marketers to do that. I mean, your emotions as well, tapping into that emotion, um, tapping into, I mean, your, your, your Apple watches, I, I think your watch can do that as well, you know, so it's, it's kind of, um, mining that data and understanding your consumer to that core. But so like mining the, what my heart rate is, is at the moment. Oh. Yeah. And, yeah. and in terms of your emotion, so how that relates to your emotion. So I, with marketing and psychology, it's very closely related because, I mean, psychology is the behavior. What's this? The, the study of human behavior. Mm, yeah. And marketing is understanding human behavior, you know, and marketing to them in the correct way. That I they thought can. it's influencing it. <laughs> 100%. Well, that's, that's essentially what. <laughs> essentially, yeah. So I think that's the biggest, I think, um, change that I've seen. And, I mean, I I can only think that it's going to get um, more and more tech-heavy or more and more accurate. Um, people are out there developing um, softwares that can do that, that can allow marketers to actually target you with the right kind of product at this moment that you're feeling this kind of way so that you can go purchase it. I mean, that uh, obviously you've worked out now that I'm, I'm not the target generation. <laughs> so that stuff just blows my mind. And I wanted to ask, so with the, uh, all of these Gen Zs and mm. Whatever they, I don't know where we are now. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, well, are there different strategies for for different generational? A hundred percent. Um, it's it's once again going back to understand that human behavior. I mean, you guys grew up in a different environment than myself. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to remark about your gray hair and working with women, but clearly, as you and me, we both have gray hair. Listen, so. I'm. I'm I'm gray and I'm proud of it and yeah. it's got no reflection on my age. Just say, just put yeah. it out there. So it, it is very important to understand the different generations, you know. Um, they grew up in different eras. They grew up in different times. I mean, I grew up, I mean, my little sister right now doesn't know what a CD is, you know. Like it's, it's, it's those kind of things. So you need to understand. And, and, they, and they, they used to a phone. Like they yeah, used, to, exactly. Used to phone, but, mm. uh, yeah. Yeah. So they it's. They phone to phone. It's exactly. the screen and. Exactly. hundred percent. So like understanding that kind of behavior. I mean, look now, um, millennials in comparison to your baby boom, is it your, yeah, the baby boomers? Baby boomers. Yeah, baby boomers. I mean, millennials. 
<laughs> Guys, it's not it's, it's we're not pointing at each other. <laughs> it's not, go here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit tense. Oh, no, this one is it's a bit tense. <laughs> Yeah, I think, ne- I think next time just my, my <laughs> So yeah, so I mean, I mean, the way that millennials think and the way that I mean, they buying power as well is completely different to your your baby boomers. I mean, they uh, grew up in an era where technology wasn't right in their face, so they're the ones that are afraid to put their credit cards online. I mean, your millennials are slowly. I mean, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> in that case, I'm a baby. Boomer. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah. don't buy anything online. You see, Maybe eight tickets. yeah. So you see, so we would need to target you in a different way. So it wouldn't work. I mean, what the strategy that we would do for Gen Z wouldn't work for you. So it's a matter of understanding your era, um, how you, well, well, the, the era that you grew up in, what your mindset is at this moment regarding the technology that is around now. And I think for me, that was what I was sort of alluding to earlier when we, when you were talking about the, the search engine ranking mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, that I think, so, so if, if, if we have a customer that's in his twenties and we're going and talking to him about, um, uh, connectivity and voice and cloud and all that type of stuff, it's a very different conversation than a yeah. guy that's, that's 50 or 100%. 60 or something like that. Cause, cause they already know most of, they already know what they want mm-hmm. and they'll go like, I wanted this, 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 I wanted this way mm. where, you know, so the, the way that that Consultation drive works uh, is is differently, yeah. mm-hmm. and you can see it in terms of the the um, the contact request that will come in. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can you, you can almost see a okay, right, This guy sort of uh, mm-hmm. he talks differently, yeah. all that type of stuff. Yeah. So th- so I'm, I assume that makes your life a lot more difficult. It so it it, it actually depends on the client, mm-hmm. right, okay. or, or the vertical, because um, there's there's believe you me clients that you would. They would insist on spending on Google Ads, and we can advise them against it based on their industry, right? Usually, like you're saying, if a customer knows what they want, it doesn't matter what page you're on because they're going to find you. Yeah. They're gonna, either they're going to come directly to your website because they know exactly what they want, right? But if they're looking for competition and comparison, that is only the time it actually becomes yes. important for okay. you to be there. I'm yeah, with you. That's it. Um, so if you know you're selling something that's entirely unique and is only available – with you, then you know what. I on that note that you say that now, I want to I want to indulge myself here for two seconds because mm. I always have this fight with my team. Mm. What's your What's your feeling around uh, uh, advertising prices on online? It's a very competitive space, so it depends. It, it actually depends on what it is that you're advertising prices for. To be honest, it's it's, a, it's an, an extremely competitive space. I mean, if you are in the sort of ISP space, internet, right? Um, provider X is probably going to have the same price as Y and Z, right? But it now boils down to what it is you're getting on that price price tag. And that's essentially what you would need to push. And right there, that's a pricing strategy. So that's also playing with, I mean, that getting this for five ninety nine in comparison to six rand. Mm. You know, that plays a huge difference um in the in the in the buying process for any consumer. So I do believe like Slide is saying, it depends. It really does depend. But um then it also goes back to who are you targeting because I mean you get your, your millennials that will literally search for competitive pricing. Um, they will search. They've got the time. They know the tools. They know that it's not that difficult. It takes five minutes to fi- find your competitor. Mm. I mean, I was literally recently just looking for a service provider for internet. I just moved. 
And literally it, I almost went with a specific one because I was like, I just need internet. That's about it. But then because of the way that I use the internet, I was like, actually, no, why am I just settling for this? There's probably something better. I literally got something like 20 times cheaper. So it's, it's, it depends who you're looking at. Um, it depends who you're trying to target and, and that will advise your pricing strategy and how to do it. You know, I mean, like the, the example that I made with 599 versus six rand. And then slide also says what comes in that 599 versus mm. that six rand, you know, and then that also plays that mind game with your consumer. So it's not, and once again, I'll say it, it's, it's not a one size fits all. Um, um, digital is very fluid. Um, consumer trends, consumer mindsets, people aren't the same. Um, you have to understand the psychology of the consumer behavior, you know? And and, and my personal opinion is I think uh, post-COVID, uh, that mindset has changed quite a bit. Mm, mm. Like, like for me, people are a little bit more uh, demanding, if you want to call it that, mm. uh, a little bit more dissatisfied. So your your messaging has got to be… Um, on point. Yeah, on mm. point. Um, back to Nerdway, um, what, what are the… The biggest hurdles that you guys face in your business on a daily basis? Are the clients listening? No. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, Stay. This okay. is what you said you shouldn't talk about. <laughs> um, look, I think it's, it's, so we are also, you know, a b- bunch of agile humans, right? Um, and obviously keeping up with the changing trends and atmospheres, technologies is something that we always need to keep abreast with. Um, as, as, you know, custodians of, of a marketing platform of our own, we also need to sort of keep up with, you know, the ever changing environments that we, we tap into. So okay. I think Meta is the worst that we probably integrate with that is always constantly changing. Mm. But, um, it's, it's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. They probably every month they're making changes. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's that constant change, but 90%, 99% of the time, look, our clients using our platforms don't even realize that these things are happening, mm. um, which is, which you know, is a, is a plus. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's probably the one I'd say is probably the biggest. And are, are you finding that people are, are are sort of receptive and open to this digital marketing journey, if you want to call it that, or this technical marketing journey? Because you know, like uh, f- uh, I've tried bits and pieces of it in the past, and then I don't I didn't you know run the course because I was like I was too impatient. Mm. <laughs> I using think myself so. as a guinea pig again but um it's, <laughs> it's it's one of those yeah so um it people like now people are a lot more respect, um mm. responsive to and receptive to digital marketing okay. um you find that even with the numbers um you know with trends online trends and the like it's the numbers are getting higher and higher particularly in south africa so yeah people people are being Receptive to, mm. to digital. And then, um, as a sign, as a matter of interest, um, the, the dev part of the business, are you, are you guys still doing that? Yes. Yes, we are. So, so a customer can come to you and say, I've got this requirement and you'll bespoke. Yeah, we will, we will develop it. Yeah, we will develop it. Um, obviously with a few consultation sessions. Yes. Um, just so we know that what you want is exactly going to benefit you in the way that you want it to. Um, and then, yeah, we, we get going. Mm. Okay, so um, we always, I always end the show by making it real. So, um, how do you listeners or customers engage uh, Nerdway to to get some of this straightforward, simple strat and services? 
Yeah, so they can visit our website, nerdw.com, uh, N-E-R-D-W.com, um, or send an email straight through to hello at nerdw.com, or they can go onto our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, we're all over the show. Um, they can search for Nerdway. Mm. And then that's ma- uh, as simple as that. As simple as that, just literally pop us a DM, slide into our DMs like the kids say. <laughs> and I've heard that before. <laughs> you heard that one? What, what, and then what did you say? I wasn't sure what that meant. <laughs> like, no, I don't want to slide. I'll stand up. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it's as easy as that. I mean, as as that that getting co- in contact with us as a business should be as easy for every other business as it is for us, you know. Um, and that's what we advise our clients to 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 do. Um, people shouldn't struggle to reach you. Um, be there, you know. Um, also be there. Um, easily, mm. and that's your SEO, right? It goes back to your SEO and your S mm. at, at um Google AdWords. So, yeah, that's about it. Okay, thank you very much. I think for me, the, the key takeaways that I really like out of this is a straightforward and simple approach. Yeah. And I, I think it's sort of like we talk about demystifying and that's mm. just like, like yeah. sometimes the, the large agencies tend to use all of these, you know, these uh, buzzwords and all that type of stuff. And yeah. As you can see, I didn't just check out. <laughs> yeah. You switch off. <laughs> thank you very much. I really enjoyed this conversation and uh, may Nerdway go from strings to strings. Thank Thanks, you so much. Appreciate it. Thank yes. you very much. Thanks for listening to Unbundled Boost, brought to you by Catalytic, a series that aims to boost business in South Africa. Remember that you can listen to all of the episodes on the Cliff Central Apple website, and for added convenience, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen. And if you want to know more about Catalytic, please visit catalytic.co.za. Cliffcentral.com.